Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Primetime on Money FM 89.3. Now, in Myanmar this week, more than 5,000 people were jailed for protesting against the February coup were released. It all comes on the back of an unprecedented move by ASEAN members to exclude the hunter chief Min Ong Heng from its summit. Is this a sign that ASEAN pressure is finally working? Well, joining us on the line now to give us his analysis is Dr. Jared McCarthy, postdoctoral fellow at the Asia Research Institute at the National University of Singapore. Dr. McCarthy, thank you so much for joining us today. Good to be with you. So let's start off. Uh, some activists say that the prisoner releases are a ploy by the ruling military to try to rebuild its international reputation. What's your opinion on this? important to remember that really everything the Junta does, um, including this latest prisoner release, um, it's really doing it for domestic audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the rank and file soldiers in the army, you know, supporters of the business community um, uh, and small military parties, and to a lesser degree ordinary people on the streets who've been demanding a return to democracy since the coup in February. It, really all those constituencies are exhausted and increasingly sceptical about the coup destroyed a lot of wealth, um, you know, a, a decade of economic and political reform has been set back, um, and you know, half of Myanmar's population is going to be living in poverty out of, as of next year. So really morale among the military and in, you know, really the very few supporters of, of the coup uh, in Myanmar is probably at its lowest since the coup eight months ago. So so really this move, I think we need to, to view it as, as an attempt by, by the, the junta to depict itself as, as a sort of good guy, releasing the teenagers and the protesters who really should never have been arrested to begin with. So it's really kind of a, a, a pressure valve, um, uh, which to a lesser degree, I think, is trying to show ASEAN that it, you know, the, the regime will make concessions, but on its own terms and, and uh, at its own speed, um, and, uh, and that it won't kowtow to, to, to pressure for, from, from abroad or, or even internally. All right, uh, Doctor, both uh, America and Malaysia have spoken out uh, to say that ASEAN needs to do more to uh, put pressure on uh, on Myanmar. But there is, of course, as we know, ASEAN has its uh, non-interference policy Mm. among each other's member states. So where is the teeth here? What can ASEAN do? It's a really good question. I I think this needs to be understood, and and I think increasingly it is within ASEAN as as a big regional challenge. um, That you know the not just the COVID dimensions that you know the COVID response in Myanmar has fallen apart, and as a result, it's it's in many ways become a super spreader state. You know, less than um, only around about ten percent of the population is is vaccinated in Myanmar, and and that figure is going to really struggle to get get too much higher than that in in the coming months. Um, But also with the you know the economic and, and, and conflict implications of the coup, you've got people crossing over borders and, and, and that is really going to increase a lot in, in the coming months and, and into, into 2022. And so this is going to be a really big regional challenge, not to mention, you know, so many people who've invested um, uh, in Myanmar businesses and, and in, in the, the future in Myanmar. And so, you know, I, I think trying to provide where possible an off-ramp um, from the current situation and, and
and, and also trying to work with all parties, um, especially with the, the national unity government and, and with the non, non-governmental actors in Myanmar to, to try and improve the situation um, uh, on, on the ground. Um, you know, there's a real risk that partnering only with the military um, in the, with the humanitarian situation could really worsen um, uh, you know, the political dialogue possibilities, but also just enrich, enrich the military who are, who are not really acting in the interests of the people at all. So I think you know, the, the, trying to provide off-ramps and, and looking at, at uh, you know, alternate ways to provide humanitarian aid is, is at the top of the agenda, I think, for, for ASEAN moving forward. And just on that, I mean, in the Straits Times today, just an hour ago, an article was published and it's uh, quoting Malaysia's Foreign Minister Saifuddin Abdullah, and he said ASEAN should do some soul-searching. He also said that he reminded the meeting on Friday that ASEAN is about 10 member states and as much as the issue is in Myanmar, it's local and national, it has an impact on the region and that we should also recognise the concerns of the other nine member states. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really big challenge and a big test for mm-hmm. ASEAN, and and um, obviously you've got um, you know implications as as the situation spills outside Myanmar, not not just the, the spread of COVID, but but also just you know the, the economic and and um, uh, the human uh, displacement uh, implications of, of the coup, and and you know ASEAN does stand for something, you know. I mean, it, there's there is um, uh, a lot of uh, concerns about human rights in in, in Myanmar and and um, not just about the Rohingya, the minority that mm. especially the the Malaysia um, party Sazian have been very active uh, along with Indonesia about about talking about, but but also you know more more broadly that that ASEAN isn't isn't a region um, that is uh, uh, opposed to democracy and and um, and that you know I think that that's really a, a major uh, question now for how ASEAN comes to land in in how they come to to um, position themselves in relation to Myanmar and the military dictatorship there. Doctor, let's talk about some of the important figures that were also released by the military government, uh, including Aung San Suu Kyi's NLD uh, uh, spokesman and a famous comedian who were also freed. What does this symbolize? Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. I think the, the release of high-profile um, people obviously is is um, really geared towards uh, attracting both domestic and, and international coverage. That um, there has been these releases, um, but I think it's also important uh, to remember that you know there are already signs that there is sort of a game, a cat and mouse game happening here of sort of a cycle of release and rearrest. Um, uh, you know, none of these people really should have been in prison to begin with, um, and were uh, forced to sign commitments that they won't be involved in, in, in any kind of political social activism in the future. Um, and yet, despite this, you've already had a number of people who were released just you know in the past 24 hours who've already been rearrested. So we do need to watch this space and see if people are released, both low and high profile, um, and if they have any scope to, to actually live a normal free life, or if their freedom is really just house arrest with constant threat of, of re-imprisonment. Dr. McCarthy, do we know the latest situation with Aung San Suu Kyi? 
Yeah, she remains under house arrest um, uh, in in Napidor, um, and you know I think there's a big question here about whether she will be released at mm-hmm. some point in in the future. And and you know, the domestic situation again is really important here. Um, you know I think the, the military is trying to build a case against Aung San Suu Kyi and her party um, uh, around basically exploiting COVID uh, for political purposes and holding the election amid COVID restrictions, which the military feels that it's party uh, would have done better if, if the election wasn't held in pandemic restrictions. So, uh, you know, they're basically hoping to, 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 you know, take her out of the political picture um, and, you know, transition to a, a, a new electoral system that better benefits uh, the pro-military party. But I think with all this escalating conflict and the economic damage that it's doing, um, I think there's a real question mark here about whether a return to any kind of stable democratic political order that is accepted by uh, all parties in, in Myanmar, um, whether, that's, whether that's months away or, or whether that's years away and, and potentially even decades away. And so I think, you know, that question of transitioning to a, a normal kind of system, um, you know, that is going to be linked, I think, to, to whether Aung San Suu Kyi is, is released from house arrest and, or whether indeed she could die in, 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 you know, under imprisonment. Well, speaking of that, uh, is there another uh, political figure that can rally the uh, people of Myanmar apart from Aung San Suu Kyi? And as you're talking about this uh, decades down the road, what are we looking at for the future of Myanmar? Yeah, I, I think that there's one of the quite incredible things to come out of the the protests against the the military coup in in February is just that you've seen a whole new generation of of young energetic people um, who are leading protests um, and uh, you know especially people who are you know young ethnic minority women um, who have you know in many ways been sidelined by the political system in in the last few years the NLD in particular has been quite good guilty of being a, a, a quite old party. Um, uh, you know, most MPs uh, from the National League for Democracy from Suu Kyi's party were in their 70s and, and, and in some cases in their 80s, which is very old for Myanmar. And so I think that there's a new generation of, of energy and, and activism, which um, uh, is a big question as to whether they could play a role in a system that, uh, you know, still entrenches 25% of seats in parliament for the military, for example, which is a big debate, um, uh, especially amongst the younger generation who just look at that and think that's not democracy if the military is sitting in parliament uh, in, in uniform trying to control uh, uh, you know, the reform process. And so I think there is there's a lot of, of new energy from the next generation which um, will have to be brought into the, the political system at some point in the future. So one more thing, what do you think these younger generation of political leaders can learn from perhaps the mistakes of Aung San Suu Kyi, if there are any? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the one of the challenges is is how to create an inclusive system um, uh, under the constraints that the military has has put on political reform. Um, you know, we need to remember that that the constitution was written by the military, um, and you know, really the the uh, National League for Democracy couldn't change anything about the constitution. They didn't really get a chance at all to change the constitution, uh, and so you know, I think that that a big challenge here is how to create a system that integrates you know the the needs of all communities in Myanmar ethnic minorities religious minorities um, uh, and and social minorities as
as well as you know just just the working class and i think that there's a big big question there now about you know for those who are protesting against the military you know what are they proposing in terms of their the future of the country um and and how it can be a more democratic system and i think that there's lots of really exciting um possibilities and and hopefully we can just find a way to to have an off-ramp where there can be you know real serious negotiations about where the country's going and 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 a way forward that that is um you know free and and democratic and and can support the development and, and a better future for everyone thank you dr mccarthy thanks so much good to be with you Thank you. We've been speaking with Dr. Jared McCarthy, postdoctoral fellow at Asia Research Institute, the National University of Singapore. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.